They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Hello and welcome to the show. If you're enjoying it and want an ad-free experience, consider signing up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash the101podcast get early access and exclusive content on there as well for less than the cost of a cup of coffee links to ways of supporting the show are in the description thank you so much for listening and enjoy this episode So you think you guys opened up a portal or something there while you were there? Yeah, because so then the next night, another thing I didn't know is that a portal can follow you. You can open a portal and travel with it. We go to Western New York next night. So from West Virginia to Western New York. And over the direct link that we're using, it says, close the portal. It was like three different voices, but it was a sentence. That's at the Wildwood Sanitarium, but that's in the Skunk Ape Experiments because I was explaining what happened when the hymn to Pan, the first time I did the hymn to Pan. And this is why I chose to do it here, just so we could get some activity. You know, something happened. And it worked there too. I won't tell you how it worked because you got to watch the second one. But uh, that was that was nuts. Welcome back to another episode of the One One Podcast. I'm your host as always. Make sure to follow me on social media at the One One Podcast, the One One Podcast.com, Patreon.com, slash the One One Podcast, all the stuff. Rockfin, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. You know where to find me. Leave a review, please. And today I have the pleasure of, I think this is my first, I want to say official Bigfoot episode. Okay, I haven't really been doing a lot of cryptids, so you're going to get to pop my cherry, Stace. You're going to get to to pop the Bigfoot cherry, and I wouldn't have it in any other way because I actually watched your documentary, the original one, quite a while ago. And the way that I came across that, I'll tell you in a little bit. But, Stacey, welcome to the show. 
How you doing, man? Doing good, bud. Uh, glad we could finally get this thing going. I apologize. I've had the worst luck trying to connect and do this damn show. It's <laughs> it all like good, I'm dude. Good. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm happy to be here. Your 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 setup looks great, dude. I'm really impressed by that. Is that like a webcam, or you got another cam up? I can't imagine that being a webcam. This is a like, is, is a streaming camera. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, oh wow, it, it looks really good, dude. It's a Sony cv10 i think it is so yeah it's pretty okay. crispy <laughs> all right so dude what's up where can people find your work man i really i really enjoy your documentaries and i know you got one another one dropping so this is the one that's dropping this week friday is completely different completely different nice okay yeah where, where can yeah. people find you bro so um bigfoot stacy on youtube you know you can see a lot of my stuff there um film crew i'm making crew i got now uh outcast paranormal outcastparanormal.com um you can check our stuff out on amazon the film the uh Sitonga film that's dropping this week um that's going to be on paraflix for a little while before it hits amazon and other places um that skunk ape experiments just dropped back in august and we're dropping part two next month um and then the skunk ape lives uh my skunk ape documentary the one you you first saw uh that one's on youtube so check it out it's got a million plays doing good uh people enjoyed it so just keeping on pushing man what's the one about that's coming out this week what's that one about okay uh so that one is um that one is the Sitonga Bigfoot's Spirits and Faith. So we we went to the Omaha Reservation in Macy, Nebraska. We got invited to go. They had these things called Sitonga, which are Bigfoot uh, in their in their culture. And we got there. And like all this other stuff was happening. They had all these other legends and like. Just for it's like a paranormal playhouse. There's all kinds of shit. You got ghosts, UFO sightings, Bigfoot. You know, it was, it was nuts. So we put um, that first stuff we filmed called Secrets of the Sitonga and put it on YouTube on our YouTube channel. But then uh, we decided to go back, and uh, you know, this film really explains. Because the title's kind of, while it sounds weird, it's kind of, uh, it's pretty straightforward. So Bigfoot spirits, so we get Bigfoot activity, we get ghost activity, and it, the, the faith part is about them. They have a certain spiritualism, right? Surrounding they, this being. Well, yeah, they accredit everything happening there to their spiritual ways. They're, they're Mormons. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. But, <laughs> believe that or not. Uh, <laughs> but I have to tell you, I didn't make this trip. Um, I was supposed to go and got COVID. So I did not go. And I don't know if I got COVID. I got sick. All right. And I just, I was like, I ain't getting tested. And just, I'm really sick right now. So I figured I had it. Uh, but I didn't go. The other guys went. The stuff that happened uh, is, is pretty. There's some moments in there, man. 
I have to say, there's some moments in there, and these things they say because the the native belief uh, is so different than that of the Western, the rest of the Western world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, because the natives are spiritual about everything. Mm -hmm. Like an eagle means something, you know. <laughs> and it's it's cool to get there and be in that environment. You know what I mean? Just for a little bit of time. That's what I love about doing this is that. I get to step into so many different people's worlds. And what got you started into this, Stacey? Like, give, can you give us a little bit of your background? Tell us what got you yeah, on this uh, path of investigating Bigfoot. So I guess it would have to be um, all accredited to my father. Uh, he was big on like the Unsolved Mystery shows and uh, In Search Of and all that stuff when I was a kid. And so those shows really got my my fire going for it, you know. Um, I was the Bigfoot kid at school. You know, I got teased for it and stuff like that. I was hunting Bigfoot literally when I was like six or seven. Uh, thought it lived across the street, you know. Um, and then I got away from it, and finding Bigfoot came out. They had a lady on there that had a greasy handprint on the inside of her door. They put her name on TV, and so I like flipped open the phone book. That's how it was back then. And uh, she only lived like 40 minutes from my house. I cold called her. She's like, come on out. And I uh, had my first encounter that weekend. And what? ever since then, I've just been like balls to the wall. Is that in Florida? Yeah, it was over on the uh, Apalachicola River. Really? Up here in northern Florida, yeah. Uh about six months later, me and my dad got the footage, uh, the thermal footage, uh, there in Torreya State Park. But I've recorded, you know, um, sounds and found tracks and all that stuff. But the footage led to, like, so, okay, like, I had my first encounter and I made a YouTube video about it. That had six views, right? <laughs> After the first week. Killing it. One of those views, I did kill it. One of those views was a producer from the Howard Stern show. I don't know if you know who Howard Stern is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this dude calls me up. He's like, yo, I want to put you on a Bigfoot show. Uh, you're going to be, you're going to lead Dr. Meldrum's field team. Whoa. Like, what? I was like, what? So I quit fucking with me. Oh, sorry. Uh, you're good. You're quit, good. Quit messing with me. And I hung up. Dude called me back. Because you got to figure. I'm a backwoods nobody in mm. Crawfordville, Florida. I've been trying to make it as a musician. Dude calls immediately back. I pick the phone up. I'm like, yo, quit bothering me. He's like, well, I'm not messing with you, man. I was like, what the hell you want me for? I was like, I sound like a moron. He's like, I have a real strong southern accent. And to me, it makes me sound uh, retarded. Like a, like a hillbilly. Like a hillbilly. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. right. Like, uh, right. I sound stupid to me. And so I'm like, what do you want me on here for, dude? And he's like, oh, you're a, ro you're a rock and roller, man. You're different than everybody else, but you're backwards at the same time. He's blowing smoke up my ass. And I'm like, whatever, dude. Fuck off. Hung up on him again. Dude calls me back third time. I pick the phone up, and he's like, don't effing hang the phone up on me again. 
And I'm like, what the hell, bro? Like, who is this? You know what I mean? And he's like, if I buy the tickets, we get on the plane. I said, you buy the tickets, I'll get up on the plane. He said, all right. And then he hung up. Like 10 minutes later, I got the email with the ticket confirmation. Wow. Uh, you know, and I went to Idaho and filmed this uh, like sizzle reel with Dr. Meldrum. Uh, we were in his office for about a week. You know, I got to see all of his shit, mm-hmm. everything. Had these long conversations with him about everything. Then we got to go up in the field, uh, or out in the field, up into the mountains there in Pocatello. Where is this? In Idaho. In Idaho? Yeah. So, you also got to figure, this is like my first time traveling anywhere. This is my first time seeing snow. I like to slid off the damn side of the mountain. Like, it was iced over, and I just like going to walk across it, and I slipped, and I promise you, had there not been this little tree that I grabbed in the ditch, I would have went, bro, because... Once I landed on my butt on that ice, I shot across the road. So a, fl- a Florida boy in the mountains, in the <laughs> yeah, snow for the first time. No idea what the hell I was doing. Nice. Uh, but it was fun, so that show didn't sell. Um, but the footage came out, and when the footage came out, I got hit up by Animal Planet and and Spike on the same day. Uh, So we did the Animal Planet show, the Spike show. I did. My dad backed out of it because it was a game show, and he thought it was stupid. Um, But I won the show. I won a $100,000 research grant. Really? Yeah. Um, Did some discovery shows, some travel shows. Uh, ended up winning like big footer of the year in 2016. Uh, and then in 2017, I got called from this. I started making my own films, right? Kind of got, I kind of was getting burnt out with the TV thing because it always wants you to fake shit. Always want you to pretend, play pretend on TV. Like it, that was the thing about the big foot bounty show. They're like, uh, there was this elk and it come tearing through and they're like, hey, turn real quick and say, what was that? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean, bro? It was an elk. It got too close. You know? And he's like, yeah, I know, but I need to get you to do this. I was like, no, hell, you don't need to get me to do that. But that's, that's the mm-hmm. constant push. So like mm-hmm. when I first got on TV, I didn't dip. I never dipped before in my life. TV producer comes up to me, goes, Hey man, first cans on me. I was like, I don't dip because you do now. To to for that stereotype of yeah, for that stereotype woodman I mean? type of thing. I, yeah, I played into it at first. I played into it. I gave them their little sound bites because they were wanting stuff. The reason they picked me that I was, I must have been shining like a damn, uh, you know, a Christmas a new Christmas ornament or something because they put me in front of the camera. And they are like feeding me misinformation to start fights with other guys because they know that I'm this abrasive type of person that, hey, mm. you just said something to me. Yeah. I'm calling you out, bud. You know what I mean? So that's Hollywood. I mean, that, that that's typical. Yeah, and I didn't realize it. And I got played there for a little bit. Uh, wow. I mean, hell, the first thing, first thing they're sitting there, they're like, so they asked me some question. I answered, I said, 
Neil Armstrong's the first person to ever walk on the moon. I said, Stacy Brown's going to be the first motherfucker to ever find Bigfoot, cuz. <laughs> that clip, that clip was on, like, Talk Soup. It was on all these different, like, shows, Conan, all this stuff, where they're just trashing me. It's a way for them to promote this crazy-ass mm-hmm. reality show. Yeah. And they've got this damn gold right here that they're showing to everybody. Got like, a redneck shot. Florida man. Yeah. They're literally yeah. in BFE in Florida. And, I mean, up towards the panhandle, you know, central. There, It's really the middle of nowhere sometimes. And that's crazy. But also, it's kind of inspiring because if you would have never posted that video, and this is why never would have got it. Never got, and and that, that should be inspiring for people to, no matter what, Pursue your dreams, you know. You want you you wanted to make it in another different way, like musically, but then you still made it in a different way because life has. We we do live in a in a haunted house. How Tripoli says, like this this weird reality that we're in, and then here you are doing documentaries, doing TV, doing shows of uh, the Survivor Man, right? Even doing yeah, shows man. of Survivor Man. <laughs> so that's crazy, dude. And so, what do you? What's up? What is it about Florida? Because the 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 way that I found your first documentary was to a, a friend of mine, Jeff, who I go hunting with every so often. I haven't gone in a while, and we go boar hunting, right, with 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 bows. And I remember we were sitting in a tree stand in the middle of the night, and it was pitch dark, and we had a, a crossbow with some night vision on it, and we're just sitting and we're talking. Right, the only light that there is is the moonlight. We're in some swamp here in, in, over by uh, Grant Valkyrie, Florida, right? And it's over by Sebastian. And we're just sitting there. We start talking about aliens and just weird stuff. You know, just two bros hanging out in a tree stand up, you know, 15 feet in the air waiting for a pig to come through. And we start talking about Bigfoot. And he goes, dude, skunk ape. He goes, dude, I was like, yo, what would you do, bro? Would you shoot the skunk ape? Would you confront it what would you do would you hurt the skunk ape if he actually was coming towards you and he goes dude i probably wouldn't and as a matter of fact not too far away from here (laughs) there was a skunk ape sighting and i forget there's like levels to it there's like a or b or whatever it was and apparently was off of i-95 and we were probably 10 aerial miles five aerial miles from where it was at and i i remember looking at him and i go you just brought me out here and there might potentially be a fucking Bigfoot. Cause it was, we were taking hogs off of a golf course and it bordered a conservation area, a preservation right. area. So it was a swamp. It was like a piece. And I was like, you brought me out here and there's potentially a big, he said, dude, listen, I'd be more scared of people because people are crazy. The people out here there's, he's like, dude, I've had footage of a guy. Nope. No shoes. No shirt, just pants with a rifle in his hand. Walk up to the, to the to the trail cam, give it a thumbs up, and then he was out. Because remember, it's pitch dark. You can't even see your hand in front of your face. Imagine turning on the scope and seeing something staring back at you. So then he told me about the Skunk Ape Lives documentary, and I remember watching it. And I think it might have been, I, I'm not sure which accounts you go into there, but it was one off of I-95 and apparently it was like during the day, like five, six o'clock where it was just getting dark and a bunch of people saw it. A bunch of people, you know, like they saw him walk across the road. But what is it about Florida, dude? Because I, I cover a lot of Florida history. If you look up a cult origins of Florida, I come up, 
I, I talk about all the Henrys, Flagler, you have Plant, all these guys, the guys that founded Florida. You have Walt Disney World. They, they, there's something that's drawing people here. I look at Florida as like this alchemical vessel where people come here to be transformed because they come here to die. They come here to be transformed, just transcend to the next dimension. But I've also heard people talking about that Florida is like a, like a portal of some sort. I've heard people say that Florida is good for manifestation because of the water around it. And we have Ponce de Leon looking for the for the fountain of youth here. You have Crystal Crystal Ball Columbus, right? If you want right. to believe that whole narrative. You have that guy coming out here and doing God knows what, right? They wiped out the indigenous people. They've done a whole bunch of stuff. But what is it about Florida? Are we in another dimension? Are we... What's Because Florida man is a real phenomenon. Yeah, well, so I don't know if it's like the people... This place used to be a prison. Like you were sentenced to a work camp in Florida back in the day. So we're the descendants of those people, right? The Florida natives. Like if you could trace your family's history back a a few hundred years. I'm Puerto Rican, bro. I'm not tracing anything. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm on an island off somewhere else, you know. But, uh, you know, there's also something to be said about St. Augustine. Uh, Gulf Breeze, Gulf Breeze, like Florida's got some of the most UFO sightings. Uh, it's got right up there with the most Bigfoot reports. It's number three on the BFRO, but really? they've, only, they've only got 320-something reports. I've got over 700. Wow. You know, ju- just me. Uh, so... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like the limestone, maybe the way the the water, the water is like you were saying, but this, this state's got plenty of oddities. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if you if you want to find some weird stuff, this is the place to do it. And the weather's great. Like you know, why would UFOs or ghosts or Bigfoot want to go where it's cold as hell? <laughs> and the water table is really high, and water retains memory, right? right? So that's also another aspect of it. And I've actually, I haven't had a Bigfoot encounter, but I was out in the Everglades one day with a buddy of mine and he was there with me. He heard it too. We were out over by Homestead, the Aerojet Canal. So very, very tip of Florida in the Mm -hmm. middle of nowhere. It was just him and I, we were fishing this canal and it was quiet as can be because this is right before the keys. And we heard what sounded like roaring, like roaring, like, uh, but it kind of sort of sounded like a bear roaring but lo and behold i i look up the the information and there's bears in the everglades like we're in the Everglades, and there's bears in there dude so if there's bears imagine what else there could be and again we we didn't see it we just heard it and i look over at him and i go did you hear that bro he goes yeah like that's not like a fucking bear to you he goes yeah like i hope it's a bear (laughs) you know what i'm saying because the crocs out there are huge Yep. We have the Python issue right now where they're they're taking over. They're huge. So this place is this, this Don't sleep on them killer bees either. And the killer bees too are here? <laughs> yes. Africanized bees are in the Everglades. Wow. And dude, yeah, I didn't that's... know, but there's stories of the pig, the Everglades pig people. And yep. one time I was doing research for a for an episode on the Florida pig people. 
And the story goes, it's a out of control experiment of these people that they did. And I was just Google earthing through the Everglades right off of Alligator Alley in that area there. And dude, there's houses in the middle of the Everglades. There are buildings out in the middle of the Everglades that the only way you can get through there is either a boat or airboat. I had no idea, dude, that this existed until I saw it on Google Earth. I'm like, can you imagine what happens out there, dude? I mean, and even the energy that's probably out there, these portals that potentially could open up. I don't know, man. So like Avon Park, the uh, military base, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Uh, if you look at at that thing from space, it's like pentagrams out there, uh, out of asphalt. It's the weirdest thing, you know what I mean? It, it's just like <clears throat> supposed to be. They were making like during the Jade Helm thing, they were making a bunch of FEMA camps out there. So we went out there and they ran us off the base. But uh, there's these damn. Like pentagrams way out around around the thing, because I guess it's like a bombing range too. Um, but you can see one of them, and it clearly from Google Earth. And we made a video about it. Had that, had all that in the video. And dude, stuff. it's and, there is, bro. What? Yeah, man. What's that shit about, dude? What that's not a pentagram is it? That's a star that, David. That's a star David. But where's the pentagram? Well, that's what, no, that's what I was talking about. Oh, okay, okay, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like, but what the hell is that there for? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that is weird. They got some, what is it, what are these guns out here? Can you go here? I have no idea. No, we didn't get uh, very far before we were, they were on us, told us to get the hell out. Unless they're like trolling people. Maybe the the guys that were working on base, you know, they're making their letter, their, their, their first initial or something, and they're just like, hey, let's troll these people, but... Yeah, dude. I mean, this is all I talk about the occult a lot, and I'm trying to branch out to cryptids and talk about UFOs and all these other things. And no matter what, dude, there's always some occult aspect to all of this. And what do you think? Because obviously, people talk about Bigfoot being a, a flesh and bone type of thing, but I'm in the realm of possibility that it could be like some Nephilim descent. Uh, descendant where it is a spiritual a a metaphysical being not so much a flesh and bone because don't you think we would have gotten a body part or actual footage of one by now like actual concrete footage what are your thoughts unless unless there is a government cover-up okay then this thing should be sitting in a zoo right now Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i agree Uh, like Everything else is in a zoo. Hell, we got killer whales in the zoo. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, we got everything. You want to see it? You can go see it. It's on film. It's there, you know? And then you just have Sasquatch. It's just, like, elusive. I think it can be... I honestly don't know what it is anymore. I I've... <laughs> I went into this thinking it was an ape, and I was going to shoot this thing and have it done within six months. Never happened. Um. I see lights when we're out there. My equipment will just go dead. And then when they're out of the area, it will turn all back on. Uh, There's like real strong feelings you'll get, you know, to like get away. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if that's like the telepathic communication or not, but like it, it's there, you know, there's so many odd parts to it. And so I have to wonder, are the Bigfoots still an ape and just so happen to be in this haunted area, you know, this area with a lot of energy? Cause maybe they're drawn to it. Cause, cause we know like, uh, geese are flying because they can like see the magnetic fields of the earth and that's how they're guiding themselves to where they go really yeah they see it through their beak or some shit like that uh they got something in their beak that that allows them to uh sense the magnetic pull and that's how they know to go that's just a normal animal it's not flesh and blood it just has this ability that's like insane Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so why couldn't Sasquatch have something like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why couldn't it be a flesh and blood, but then still have these abilities, whether that be cloaking or hell, maybe it does go through a portal. It could still be flesh and blood if it comes through a portal. That, mm-hmm. That's what I, I think the Bigfoot community gets hung up on. They're like, oh, if it's going through a portal. It, it, it's not flesh and blood. Well, that makes no sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> like the Thunderbirds? Do you yeah. think they're really actually here? People are seeing them. We haven't found one of them. Not like famous people are seeing them and shit. Do you think those come through a portal? Like you've seen a lot of that stuff in the Bridgewater Triangle for a certain amount of years, and then it all stopped. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a portal opened over the triangle and was letting all these things in. These things that are very much real flesh and blood, but they're just over here somewhere yeah, on some other plane of existence that we can't recognize yet for some reason. So, like, all this stuff's considered paranormal and hogwash right now. The way we look at it is that it's, it's pre-normal. I think in 100 years, when we understand physics better, we'll know the rest of the stuff about this reality, unless it's being held back from us. Uh, I could see that happening, but we should have a better understanding of physics. That's the thing about science. It's always changing. You know what I mean? It, uh, it always changes when new information comes along. So gravity right now, that law of gravity or whatever the hell they call it, that can change. You know what I mean? It's like, don't get too stuck in the one boat. Yeah. Yeah. Because new information comes along and if science is going to do its job and be what it is, then it will morph into this other thing that, okay, hey, now we understand it better. I heard a guy speak about uh, fish, fish in a 2D world inside a pond. And they can't, they can't imagine anything like up. They can't imagine up because all they do is see the water. And you got the fish scientist and he's like, he knows everything inside his world, which is that pond. Well, then a person comes and plucks him out and pulls him out into this other place, this other dimension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've hell, said that before, bro. He don't know what the hell it is, but now he's seeing people breathe without having water, without having gills. He's seeing these other things, seeing these bright lights. He's feeling this heat on his skin, and the thing puts him back. If he goes tells his other fish friends, his fish friends are going to tell him it's crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he, he all of a sudden entered a 3D world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, it could be something very similar to that. We just don't know 
because they say we only perceive 3% of this reality. Heaven and hell are probably all on this plane of existence that we're on. It's just a, a, a changing of your state, going from a physical body to then transcending to the next level. But you may very well still be here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You may very well still be here. You may not see it the way it's seen, but you may be in this plane of existence. And I, I speak to a lot of psychics. I got friends like that. They're all about frequencies, and you're vibrating at a different frequency. You Hell, if you're vibrating now uh, this way because now you're just a ball of energy or whatnot, this whole plane of existence may look very different on the third floor as it did the first floor. You know what I'm saying? If, like, life is the first floor and then you got other levels, you know, it may all seem different, but we're all in the same space. Mm-hmm. And that may be why we have these bleed-overs where you see an entity an alien or you see a bigfoot or you see a ghost probably all stacked up right here spinning around each other all the fucking time and every so often that veil gets thin you slide through and let's not forget the aspect of ley lines we have the bermuda triangle one of the tips connecting obviously to florida if we're speaking about Florida, we have Coral Castle down by Homestead, which is also another anomaly. We have the Bach Tower. We have, have you ever heard anything of the Ocala Forest, bro? Any, any, do you have any stories of the Ocala Forest? Yeah, bro. <laughs> I got all kinds of stories. Uh, there's Kerr City. I don't know if you heard about Kerr City, but Kerr City. It. How do you spell yeah, it? K E R R. Rumor has it there's going to be a Skunk Ape Lives too. Uh, and in said film, um, hypothetically Kerr, speaking, yeah, Kerr City. Uh, now there is a reason that it will say why everybody left. This dude moves down from Chicago to the best of my knowledge and builds this damn town in the middle of the woods. All these houses, bro, nice ass houses, like they were built back then, you know what I mean? And they're, they're like two story, they're. It's for people to come, and they had like a little like gambling and like whorehouse, I think, set up and stuff like that. Can't forget the whorehouse. I cannot. <laughs> Very important part of uh, modern history. Uh, it, but there was a bunch of occult stuff going on out there. Um, somebody got murdered. But they say everybody left. Uh, because of a freeze or something like that. However, there is another side to that story that everybody there was ran out of the town by a, a group of skunk apes. I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps, and, bro. Who were violent and murdered people. <laughs> Look at that house, bro. Yeah. $500,000 house now sitting yeah. out in the middle of the Ocala National Forest that it's you a, can't go access. It's the post office. But yeah, it says here... Until the it, though it was a cotton plantation region, the town truly flourished, growing oranges until the freezes of 1894 and 1895 left the town deserted. There's also a massive earthquake in 1894. Uh, here, uh, it was felt here, so it stopped for the last time. It stopped the Walcola volcano, which I live in Walcola County. 
and there was a volcano back in the day. That's how people actually used to find this place. So I Dude, Bigfoot a in that area. Volcano in Florida? Yes, sir. Hold on, yep. hold on, hold on. You're just blowing my mind right now. Look how creepy this fucking <laughs> picture is. Okay, so wait a minute. Oh, okay. okay. The guy goes town. There is a story. I don't know if it's true, but I love to believe it that um, those people were ran out by a family of skunk ape or a crew of skunk ape didn't want them there anymore. Um, and I've Bigfooted 20 miles from there. I've got reports from Ocala. Bigfoot wearing a shirt. Some guy said that the damn Bigfoot had a flannel on, like the best it could get it on. So I'm guessing it seen somebody putting on shirts at these campsites and then found a shirt and tried to put it on. Wouldn't It wouldn't be monkey see, monkey do is a real thing, you know what I mean? So it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude, so we Bigfoot now where the Walcola Volcano is. Yeah, so apparently this is a real thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. I hate lying. Florida's one of the coolest places in the country. And take that from somebody who has seriously spent time investigating in almost every single state. Wow. Okay, this is crazy. This is the first time I'm hearing of the Wakula Volcano. Wakula. Wakula Volcano. All right, now you say it like a native. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. It's, it's the Puerto Rican in me, bro. Come on, cut me some slack. Everybody, everybody says Wakula, and it's like, no. Wakula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I you gotcha. tell that, but it's a good, it's a good screening method because you'll hear them. Oh, I love Wakula County. It's like, yeah, you ain't from here. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't from here. When did you buy your house? Where'd you come from? New York. So this Kerr City. They were ran out by a, a, a civilization of skunk ape. This is right by the Ocala National uh, Forest. Oh, yes. Yeah, smack dab in the middle of it, bro. Which I've gotten messages about weird things going on in the Ocala Forest, such as there was a story that a listener of the show sent me. I can't recall their name right now, but shout out to you, bro. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin and Marshall credit card bill that some guy apparently was teleported on top of a tree in his car out of nowhere they found him in his tree on top in the tree on in his car still he had no idea how he even got there that, that's there's another report from the Bridgewater Triangle where some guy was driving home and he woke up in the middle of the woods in his car like not in the middle of the woods off of a road like deep like there was no way he got in there did you see the whales they found i think it was in the amazon rainforest or some some forest they found whales deep inside that the that the scientists were like how the fuck did this whale get here i'm gonna pull it up now but did you hear about that no no i'll have to look that up there's also the Hugh Manzi thing that's a little bit north of there around Camp Blanding. So the Hugh Manzi, 
that's also a lot of people believe that's the reason for the skunk ape. So how a dead humpback is whale... Is this real? I do remember seeing this. Is this real? Yeah, updated 2019, how it ended up in a mangrove forest, and it ended up inside this forest. And they say that there's no... Obviously, there's a way that it could get there. It was a flood or something, but that they don't know how it was able to get so far in in Brazil. My wife... They would have known if there was a flood. Exactly. That thing ain't even rotted yet. Yeah, so... The idea being that what I'm what I'm alluding at, that there could be again these portals where how you said the veil is thin, and what if these realities collide every now every so often, and you happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, like this whale here, and you happen to boom get teleported somewhere else, or like how that guy got teleported to wherever he was in the middle of nowhere. It's a possibility. And also, let's not forget, because I was camping one day over by, I want to say it was over by Sebring or Lake Wales area, somewhere over over yonder, right? And LaBelle, Florida or some someplace, Mokalee or something. I was somewhere. I forgot where I was. And I remember I was reading about, I was going to be doing a interview about Skinwalker. And it was there was a book I was reading. Shout out to Ryan Burns. And in the book, he talks about the bulletproof werewolves, shapeshifters, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember in my tent reading this book in the middle of the night. And I'm in the woods and I'm hearing noises by this lake that is on on the campgrounds. It sounded like monkeys. I'm like, yo, it sounds like monkeys, bro. So lo and behold, this is when I found out for the first time ever that there are fucking monkeys in Florida, bro. And not only that, but what they're hiding from us, Stacy, is that what they what they're trying to occult from us is that these monkeys have a deadly form of herpes that kills people ninety percent of the time. Oh, so, I know. I gave it to them. <laughs> <laughs> So if you go to the uh, well, not Ocala, but a so pop Silver Springs, Silver uh, Springs, yeah, a lot around in there. But hey, they've actually moved all the way around the state. We, I, I ran into a group Ormond of Beach. I ran into some in Ormond Beach. I was in Gothi State Forest, which is north, uh, west of there, and I did a whoop, and one whooped back at me. <laughs> It was in top of a tree, and then like another one whooped, and then another, and then they all started doing it. And I'm thurming around, and I'm looking at all these monkeys, and we had them on our game camera and all kinds of shit, dude. It was it was pretty badass. Um, but yeah, they don't they they say they're all in that one spot, but it's not true at all. And how I mentioned earlier, Jin are in the middle of these deserts. They say that Jin Rome, the deserts. I believe that the swamp is the same thing. You have the, there's phenomenon out there that can happen. The energy is different. Dude, whenever you're in there, I always tell people, whenever you're in the Everglades or in Florida in general, the energy is different. There's something about the atmosphere. It's almost like it's electrified in some right. way. And if you spend a lot, like I've spent a lot of time out there, obviously fishing and you're in these areas where you can go deep into the to the Everglades, and it just feels different, brother. There's just something about, and I love it. I love being out there. It's great. But, oh yeah, it's it's very, uh, it's a reset switch for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
you could get out there and you could die. You know what I mean? You could, yeah. You know, something go wrong, you could die real quick. You gotta be. And I think some people take it for granted, you know, because we're just here and we don't really think out today we're gonna be in any situation that's really harmful to us. And then you get out there, you know, and back in some of them areas, your boat breaks down or you're hiking, sprain your ankle or something, and next thing you know you're in a bad situation there's things out there to hunt and kill you mm-hmm. god forbid you get snake bit out there so let's talk about your documentary because after i watched it i went ahead and i had turned off the hymn to pan when you were, were reciting it beautifully I, I went ahead and i turned it off because just because it was late i was like you know what i don't feel like experiencing anything paranormal tonight and I'm not I'm not the biggest Crowley fan. I know you're a big Crowley fan, but he had family in Titusville too, right? He was he was here yeah. in Florida at one point. And so I watched it, went to sleep, and I had a dream that Bigfoot was shooting at me. Oh wow. I was <laughs> in a I was in a forest or wherever in the woods somewhere. And I was—I remember I was under attack by a Bigfoot, and he was shooting at me with a twenty-two. So I don't the roles know. Roles were reversed. <laughs> the roles were <laughs> reversed exactly because you go out there hunting for it. Well, yeah. what what happens when it's turned around and it's hunting for you? Right. I had a sleep paralysis one time. Uh, when my son was little, I would go and lay down with him till he fell asleep and then I'd get up and go get in my bed. There were some times where I would fall asleep <laughs> laying there with him, right? And I'd be there all night. So I'm laying there and I'm asleep and I wake up and he's gone. And I look up at the doorway and that damn Sasquatch that I first seen is standing there in the doorway. And I am terrified bro in your house in my house but i can't move i couldn't scream i couldn't do anything i'm just laying there in the bed looking at the sasquatch just like how people say they see the hat man it's the same damn thing Mm -hmm. it's just it wasn't a hat man it was that sasquatch that i saw and he was standing there and he was pissed off i ended up waking up uh but my son was gone you know, that was also weird, like, because in my dream, I, I, like, looked, and he was gone, and then I was able to look this one way, and then once I seen it, there wasn't no, mm-hmm. wasn't no getting up, you know, it was weird, um, but that, that hymn to pan is, uh, strong medicine, you know, uh, I'm not, Alistair Crowley was a freak bastard, uh, <laughs> yeah, to put it lightly, I don't like get into the whole religion, the philema mm-hmm. of it and all that, you know, people treat him like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I was, I was on an investigation and my buddy Bill Brock broke that out. He's like, let's do the hymn to pan. Hellier and style, then, right? <laughs> this is before Hellier. So when, then when Hellier came out, I was like, man, cause we did like a live stream. It's really? like two years before Hellier came out. So they copied you guys. They were watching you guys. We did it at the same place. 
Bro, if it, you know, I'll be honest. The bigger, the bigger, the bigger boys are always watching the smaller guys for inspiration sometimes. Bro, they did it at the same place. And I don't know if their results were legit, but we had all of our equipment pulsing. And then one, the door to that TNT uh, bomb shelter slammed. We're, in, uh, we're looking for the Mothman. And like my spirit box, my REM pod, and our K2 meter were all... Like they were being drained of their energy? Yeah, but then they all come back up at once because like none of those three tools influenced each other. Mm -hmm. The K2 meter could be sitting next to the REM pod and not, not set the REM pod off or not go off itself. And then the same with the spirit box. You know, they didn't influence each other by being on. They were all going the same then. Oh, oh, oh. And then I heard a voice in my head. And we, uh, that was it, man. That was it. It was wild, bro. What the voice was, say, bro? The voice said to stay if I wanted to find out. And it sounded like, it sounded like, uh, you know, in the Matrix when they're like going down their throat. It's like, yeah. It's like electronic shit sounding. That's what it sounded like. And so, uh, I don't know if it was more of that noise and then the thought or if it was the actual voice, but it, it freaked me out. You dipped. No. I mean, we ended up leaving, but because uh, we didn't want to sleep on the ground again and like the dew started falling bad and it was like, man, we're going to be soaked, bro. <laughs> we're going to be soaking yeah. wet when we get up. So we left. Uh, but yeah, it was it was something else, man. So you think you guys opened up a portal or something there while you were there? Yeah, because so then the next night, and another thing I didn't know is that a portal can follow you. You oh, go to the portal and shit. travel with it. We go to Western New York next night. Go from West Virginia to Western New York, uh, and over the over the direct link that we're using, it says close the portal. It was like three different voices. Oh, I think I saw that sentence. clip. I saw that yeah, clip. Yeah, it's in there. Yeah. What's that from? You, what what document? That's, that's at the Wildwood Sanitarium, but that's uh in the skunk ape experiments because I was explaining what happened when the hymn to pan the first time I did a hymn to pan. And mm-hmm. this is why I chose to do it here, just so we could get some activity. Mm-hmm. You know, something happened. And it worked there too. I won't tell you how it worked because you gotta watch the second one, but uh that was that was nuts. Yeah, because I saw that you even broke down too. It was like something. Do you think that you were possessed by something, bro? Did something was attacking you? Do you it was think like something wanted me to kill myself, dude? I, I like I love myself. All right, and I don't mean to sound conceited or narcissist or anything, but I really enjoy myself. I like it. I enjoy my life for the most part. I try to stay positive, even when bad stuff happens. I do a lot of cool shit. Right, I go and do these cool things that I think uh, most people are like, man, I'd love to do that. Yeah, I just go do it. Mm-hmm. Just go do it. You know what I mean? And so I don't want to kill myself. <laughs> I think I, I still think I'm going to uh, be here for when Bigfoot's proven, or when aliens are letting me know. There, there's things that are coming that I want to have a front row seat to. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe, and suicide it doesn't run in my uh, head. Doesn't run in my family. Like I, I don't know anybody that's killed themselves. But uh, 
it was that's what a thing was telling me that night you're a piece of shit you're a loser you need to kill yourself yada 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 that was at the same building you heard close the portal yeah the same place and then so like when i went out of there when i left the house and went out to the street because i couldn't sleep bro i should have i should have been sleeping this was the last night of this six-day road trip that we started in maine and ended back up in maine but we went we went from maine to the conjuring house uh we went by the lizzie borden house we went to pennsylvania we went to ohio we went to west virginia and then we went back up uh to New York and then Maine again. So it was, it was insane. It was seven locations in six nights. I should have been tired. I should have been able to sleep. I shouldn't have been sitting there, you know, debating why I haven't killed myself yet. And so like when I went out of the house though, and when I got to the road, it's just like, it all just come out of me. It's an amazing feeling, but I just wanted to go home. Golly, dude, uh, that's 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 heavy, man. Like, if, well, I'm, you know, I'm that person that's like, uh, if you say, "Hey, you get an attachment like that," I'm like, all right, cool, let's see what happens with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you tell me right now you could summon a demon, let's do it. Yeah, let's see it. I yeah. just want to see it. Do you think that the phenomena of cryptids, because we're talking about the occult now? where you recite certain things, do certain things. Your buddy was doing mirror gazing and while on mushrooms. I mean, I really want to see what you said that comes out next month. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to see how that turns out because you guys are really, and I told somebody about what you guys were doing. The, the guy's like, they fucking crazy. I go, yeah, they're unorthodox. You know, it's <laughs> like, like, I know, you know, I know, you know, Chaz shout out to Chaz of the dead. Oh yeah. And, yeah. He does the same thing, and he's like, what are you talking They take psychedelics and then go try and do what? And I go, try and make shit happen, bro. I don't know. Like, I'm not a paranormal investigator of any sort. So do you think that it can go hand in hand? Because you, I, was, I mentioned the skinwalker earlier and how some indigenous beliefs, I don't know if that's propaganda, because I've also heard another side of skinwalker, but this idea that they're able to sick these egregores or thought forms on people and that's what maybe this bigfoot is or the skinwalker it's some sort of curse right through the use of black magic of some sort. you have the watiko as well it's a little bit different but kind of sort of what are your thoughts on that is it is it one and the same or yeah i don't know if it's maybe the sasquatch are drawn to the high energy but i i firmly believe that the time that we think people didn't have no technology and they were using pulley systems and all that shit to move these huge heavy stones i don't buy that i think i think the world used to run on magic magic's pretty mm-hmm. strong and and i don't know if sasquatch would fall into maybe some maybe some protector of the forest a fairy uh, or a yeah, yeah, elemental yeah like right uh you know, and because some of these things don't make sense, like Dogman. It doesn't make Sasquatch makes sense, right? Because there's primates already. 
Yeah. And so Sasquatch, if you're thinking about Sasquatch as just the animal, then yeah, it makes sense. But like Dogman doesn't make sense. Lizard Man doesn't make sense. Goat Man doesn't make sense. Moth Man doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yet I've talked to people that seen these damn things and I believe them. You know what I'm saying? Who's to say that that this this magic isn't isn't allowing us? You know, I don't think a skeptic ever see things because they don't open that part of their brain. Mm, they shut it down. Gotcha. It's like a body self defense. But if you can open yourself up to this shit, yeah, you can see a lot of stuff. You can have a lot of stuff happen. And I mean, I might be wild, but I'm not insane. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm not making this up. I'm not seeing things that aren't there. But like, even now when I do magic, when I when I try to do invocation or something, I don't worry so much on the words. It's it's the intention. Like, so I, I read the hymn to Pan. I did it pretty intense. It's putting everything, all my energy, everything I give to it so it could give back, right? So these things could feed off of that energy and, and feed and, and then – show me something you know because then maybe i'm deserving but it's like the, the words aren't what's important it's the intention what you're calling on you know what i'm saying uh and that that to me was kind of the biggest takeaway from all of that stuff because like prayer that's magic mm-hmm. you are you are setting an intention to help somebody that's sick or to pray that somebody's okay as you as you were talking about people calling maybe Bigfoot onto somebody. Yeah. Maybe not call maybe maybe Bigfoot is the way that it comes. But so, you know, you set the intention for something to come to somebody. You know, to hurt somebody or mm. to scare somebody. There's a bunch of different theories. Like even in the film we had some guy that believed that Bigfoot are projections of AI and <laughs> that when we get close to these places these haunted houses uh or like if you get to a place where uh, the foo fighter or the sphere would be transmitting its data it'll throw out a projection to scare you away uh so i guess outcast paranormal ultimately is a think tank we pull all these different wild ass theories together and like let's set some experiments up see if any of this stuff works mm-hmm. you know whether that's bloodletting or uh smoking dmt in a in a house that's supposed to have a portal in it to see if we can see it uh yeah when you see some of our other films that we've made uh i mean because who's to say you know uh and i think really the film we made at the conjuring house that ultimately changed the way i am forever this has already happened right this has already happened. You you guys have already finished the trilogy? Uh yeah, the trilogy's uh been filmed. Uh it's just I'm I'm putting the last pieces of the third one together now. Uh but then we also have a a film at a guy named David Eckhart's house up in Gulf Breeze. Mm-hmm. Uh he's a lifelong abductee. Uh pretty cool stuff there. Uh you could check him out. He was on like Fact or Fake and they tried to they tried to figure out, they tried to debunk him, basically, is what that show did. They'd go around and try to debunk a bunch of shit. They actually could not debunk him. Um, when this portal opens in his house, like, thousands of earthworms will come out of the ground around his house, right? What? Just so happened that to go to 
the the factor fake team experienced that. Yeah, like this dude David, he says they'll come through and get him. And this is how this is how if this is a hoax, this is how devoted he is to it. If he feels them getting him, he will tase himself in the throat. Who's they, bro? <laughs> these this portal opens like dude he has these pictures of these fucking entities that come through his this portal in his house and they'll come and take him and his family and shit what and do, do surgeries on him they like told him he couldn't have children uh what so his the kids, fuck <laughs> yeah so his kids are adopted uh but so we're like oh, all right cool we'll bring over his ex-wife she'll spill the beans she 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 stops by for something She'll spill the beans. No, she won't spill the beans. She's absolutely, absolutely says the reason she doesn't live there is because of the things that she can't live with him because of the things. But she still loves him. Wow. His kids are like I can't, can't stay around my dad. There's something attached to him. How you're saying there's a, maybe the, there's a portal following him around. It's him. So we gave him this fucking uh, Geiger meter, right? And it like measures radiation. Uh, and so like 10 to 20 is a normal radiation. Like you probably got 10% around you right now, right? Mm -hmm. 10 to 20. So like 30 to 40, you're supposed to leave the area, right? 50, it can start to make you sick. This motherfucker said the portal was going off. He said the portal was opening and he filmed the, the counter. It was up to 230 and said, contact your government. Whoa. That was and this dude's Matt, where? Pensacola. Of course, he's a Florida man. God. Yep. Dude. And so we, we go there and we smoke DMT at his house uh, with him. And so, like, usually everybody, when they smoke DMT, uh, they just go out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not David. David's sitting there having a fucking conversation. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting there. He's His entire existence is a DMT trip. Bro, he's having a conversation with these things, talking about I've received the download and yada, yada, yada. Going off. When is this coming out? When is, did I got to see this. Uh, we got to shoot some more stuff. It'll be this year. We're going to be dropping Golly, a bunch of stuff dude. this year. It's going to be cool. Uh, but we're just getting started. So, yeah. And, and then we do like a bloodletting ceremony. Uh, I cut myself, you know, and we're because they're seeing if it's demons, you know what I mean. And then there's like these goldfish. So like, if you put a goldfish in his bowl, in a bowl in the house, when you wake up in the morning, it's gonna be just a skeleton. And we tried that experiment. I won't tell you how that ends, but uh, you'll want to see it for sure. Okay, dude. So there's no way to there's no way to explain the shit. Stacey. Man's got boxes and boxes of cell phones just pictures of shit the government's all up in his house and stuff and like it is crazy this is it, like it, is this like the skinwalker of florida bro skinwalker ranch of florida you know, here the thing the thing about it is it's him it, it it's moved with him from houses and you can take him somewhere else and it'll still happen they still come get like his daughter his daughter wakes up in the room and she said there's a thousand butterflies in her room and when she said a thousand, she said she meant a thousand. That was like she had to move them to get out of her room. And she assumed that that was them projecting something to her while they took her. Like 
some of our team members woke up with weird ass bruises and shit. Like crazy stuff, bro. And uh, so you're going to get that thing done. Uh, the Conjuring House, we went to that one and there was an old World War II Nazi experiment called uh, I don't I can't remember what they called it, but the CIA ends up doing it in the 60s. They, they get the technology and they do it in the 60s and they called it the Gateway Project. Yeah, is that the Mon- Monroe? This, uh, yep, with that. And then the, the Stargate. Mm-hmm. The Stargate experience or experiment. Yeah. So we had somebody build that experiment for us and we did it in the Conjuring House. Golly, dude. Now, when you, when you do... When you do something that's a personal experience, it's hard to relay on film, right? Because yes. because the viewer's never going to see what I saw. Mm-hmm. So what you have to do is you have to exit interview everybody, right? Individually. Individually and get what they say. And when the stories line up, everybody, like three people had the same trip, that's when you start doing it. And it was weird, you know, because uh, like, it was all set up with like Gematria, you know, like numbers and mm-hmm. shit like that. And this number popped up. And this is the strangest part about it. This number popped up. And it was a number that my dad was going to get to me if he died before me. Somehow or another, he would make sure this sequence of numbers came to me. And it showed up in the Gematria, in the seat, because I was able to sit in two seats. And then this number said, but we have this weird number. We don't understand it. They told it to me, and I knew what it was. So in that first experiment, we left that seat open for my dad. Oh, my gosh, dude. So. Fucking crazy, bro. Say, uh, yeah, I can't wait to I can't wait to see this because this is you're just blowing my mind right now. And I just I don't know if I should be afraid for you for how fucking crazy you are or if I should be intrigued. I don't know because it sounds like you're getting results, but to. You know, to to conclude, Stacy, to come down a little bit, what have you learned of what to do just in case something does attach itself to you? Are there practices that you're able to do to expel things from you? I know people talk about burning sage. People do. What do you do? Uh, so I don't, I don't run them off. I try to um, befriend, respect. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm a very strong-willed person. Maybe if my will's broken one day, I'll start trying to get aligned or something like that. But I, I live pretty close to a, you know, like I'll walk around barefoot and get my feet on the ground so I can get grounded. Um, but I think they can be helpful. We have this one film coming out uh, called Beth. And it's a spirit box that I have. And every time I turn it on, no matter where I am, Beth will come through that spirit box. And she talks to me. And so I talk to her. And like we have conversations every night. And so I'm trying to solve her murder. Is, is what I'm trying to do. Uh, and the weird thing, we did this event, uh, this Paracon, and there's this girl came out and like she sees dead people and yada 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 and I was like well because she's like uh, before you all get started on your ghost investigation I'd like to go around here and talk to some of the spirits and I said okay cool uh, 
you know, thinking she's fucking crazy. Yeah. I'm like, come back to me. Just let me know what names you get. She comes back. She's like, I only got one name, and it was a girl named Beth. And I was like, oh, because that was where I got Beth from. So, and you, she didn't know you and or anything? Yeah, she, no, she didn't know me. To my knowledge, she did not know me. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So in all fairness, she could have looked on my YouTube and dug to the bottom and found this one video that's got like 600 plays on it about mm. uh, me having this spirit box session and getting Beth 42 times in seven minutes out of it. Golly. Right. She could have done that. Yeah. In all fairness. Mm-hmm. However, that was pretty wild. Because she didn't know what I was going to tell her. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I I like to... Uh, I try to collect haunted things. Um, but, but I think... I think maybe certain things can be turned in your favor. I could be terribly wrong about this, and it's all going to go downhill from here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know... I think I think with respect and maybe acknowledgement, you know what I mean. Yeah. Not afraid of these things. They do. They they will frighten you. Yeah. Not afraid of them. And I come from a from a from a Christian background, and I grew up in the church, so my I have respect for the occult. I do research it quite a lot, and I do know a lot about the occult. So again, I know a little bit about ritual ceremonies, et cetera, et cetera but I do have the utmost respect for it. And for some people, for some reason, people think I am an occultist and they'll reach out to me like, Hey dude, I got this curse on me that my stepmom put on me or something. How do I break it? I'm like, dude, I'm not your guy. And I'm saying like, I just researched this stuff and I talk about it because it's interesting, but I'm not your guy. But Stacy, dude, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. Fellow Floridian. I mean, right. You're the, the typical Florida man going out here, opening up portals, talking to entities on the other side smoking dmt and haunted houses dude i really can't wait to see what else you have planned and i'll keep an eye out for the newest stuff you that you guys are putting come out with us man dude i don't know we're about that florida. i don't know where you're at in florida but uh we're going down to the aerospace the old aerospace place in homestead in- in the Everglades. I guess it's in Homestead. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about, bro. Yeah, it's in Homestead. <laughs> you should come out with us. <laughs> uh, I'll see, bro. When are you guys planning that? Uh, I don't know. Before it gets hot. So maybe fe- 1st of February. You know, maybe January. But uh, definitely before it gets like terribly hot down there. Because we're going to go out there with uh, Ghost Hunters of South Florida. Uh, they're going to show us around. And... We're going to fart around there and do some things, man. I don't know what we'll do, but uh, apparently there's been a bunch of occult stuff there. Really? Uh, yeah, we do have an occultist on our in our group. Um, you know, because the way I figure it, there's 60 years have went by. Mm-hmm. And with the exception of the UFO thing, which I don't think we know any more than we did about UFOs 60 yeah, years ago. it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Uh but we that's the thing we don't know and we're still in the same place we were 60 years ago with mm-hmm. bigfoot with the paranormal and with the ufo thing and so hey maybe it takes smoking dmt to get an experience push the limits the answers you know push the limits you yeah. know like uh, at the conjuring house the my buddy that owned it he said hey the it's not the house that's haunted it's the land you should bury me in the ground <laughs> and so we did 
<laughs> we built a coffin, <laughs> buried him in the ground, and we did an Estes method with my other buddy down in the well, and we were in the library. We're asking them. We're asking the questions in the house. A homeboy's buried out in the yard, and the other dude's downstairs in the basement, down in the well. They can't hear us, but we've got them mic'd up, so we're hearing exactly what they're saying, and we're asking questions, and then they start talking to each other. What? Yeah, bro. And then a bright ass light, boom, flashes in the room that we're in, and we stop. Wow, well, dude. We pulled RPG out of the well, and I went in the well because it was so cold. You could only stay in so long. Yeah. And the conversation was so good. We wanted to wanted to continue, so we pulled him out, put me down, and then the light flashed, and everything stopped. Yeah. Uh, you guys are not the type of friends I want to have. We're going to be it's putting like, me in wells it's and like shit. paranormal jackass. <laughs> Stacy, dude, you killed it, bro. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. And I'll definitely have to have you back on once you put out something else because you guys sure, are some man. crazy motherfuckers, man. Where can, where can people find your stuff, plug your stuff again? People can look yeah, you up and uh, keep up with it. Outcastparanormal.com, uh, Outcast Paranormal on all the social medias, um, YouTube and all that. Uh, our films, The Skunk Ape Experiments, is out now on Amazon, iTunes, all those things. And see, Tonga is dropping this Friday uh, on Paraflix uh, for the first month or so, and then we're going to release it everywhere else. But it's well nice. worth it. You'll enjoy it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to definitely check that out, dude. Appreciate you coming on. People know where to find me uh, at the one on one podcast, all social media platforms, the one on one podcast.com. And once again, like always, see you on the other side.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.